0: I'm Christopher Rice. And
1: I'm Eric Shaw Quinn.
0: Looking for a way to support the dinner party show? A percentage of any purchase you make through a buy link on thedinnerpartyshow.com will allow us to keep
1: bringing you the show free of charge. If you're an Amazon customer, head to thedinnerpartyshow.com and click on the Amazon Gold Box located in the lower left-hand corner of every page of our site. Do this, and a percentage of each purchase you make at Amazon during that shopping session will support our continued operation.
0: I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And now it's time
2: for another episode of The Dinner Party Show. Hi, I'm Jackie Collins, and you're listening to the Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shawquin, and you're going to have a good time.
1: I went to a marvelous
0: party. Max, most people don't even know the facts. They go with their gut. Don't have enough depth. let cares
1: about your money. Christopher. This is only going to work if we speak one at a time.
0: Fine. You first, Eric.
3: Live!
1: Good evening,
0: I'm Christopher Rice.
1: And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and welcome to a special edition of the Dinner Party Show for August 2nd, 2015. Tonight we bring you another installment of our Summer Sampler Series, and the theme of tonight's tasting menu is NSFW? It means not safe for work. I know what it means. What I'd like to know is... How did that become our topic? I I thought tonight's show was about dating and relationships.
0: And and as the
1: old saying goes,
0: every conversation about dating and relationships is really a conversation about sex.
1: That's not an old saying. Who says that?
0: Our guests, apparently. That's why we had to make tonight's TDPS summer sampler NSFW, which means not safe for work. That's a lot of initials. Indeed. So send the kids out of the room and plug in the headphones because thanks to guests like Jenny Johnson, Laura Bonanti, and Alec Mappa, things are about to get a little sweaty up in
1: here. Your mom's on the show tonight, too. Is she going to make it sweaty up in here as you so please? Leave it? my
0: mother out of this.
1: You didn't, and you picked the lineup. Later in the
0: show, New York Times bestselling author Elizabeth Naughton joins us for an all-new 1001 Dark Nights author spotlight. But first, a few months ago, dinner party show favorite Alec Mappa took a seat at our table to discuss the secret to successful long-term relationships. Here he is now.
1: He's here? Right now? No, this is a clip show, Eric. God, you're just
0: impossible.
4: Speaking speaking of honesty, (laughs) I felt that I was, for the good part of my 20s and 30s that I was out of integrity with myself. What does that mean? Tell us what that means. It means I was not clear, I was clear about what I wanted, but I wasn't in integrity with myself and who I dated and the choices I made. Each person I met, each person I went out with, wasn't like, he's the one, or this is great, or this is organic. It was like, I could make this work. You know, so I was like, you know, the fat lady trying on the wrong shoe, you know, I just I can make it. You know, so it's and and it's so clear to me. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Right. And uh, by the time I met my husband Jamie, Jamie,
2: um,
4: <laughs> I was really not in the market to be married or be with anybody forever and ever. I had a real gimlet eye when it came to that sort of thing. I was like, you know, he's twelve years younger than me. Mm-hmm. This is going nowhere. Mm. So this is going to be summer booty. Hmm. you know, this we are going to have the best a, kind of yeah, booty, we are gonna summer have a, booty. A great summer, I'm and I'm going to get grit in not... my slit, and uh, mm. you know, so you know, days at the beach. And I was like, that's I it. See. That's, that's what it. That meant. That's what that you know. I should have done the beach that's reference lovely. for us. Now it's confusing. That's okay, so I'm I, embroider that on
1: I,
0: I your really, child is in the green room. Right? I
4: know. Well, he's correct? playing Minecraft Did we turn right the, now. The, the so
0: speakers
1: down. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, as you were, as you were. Okay. So right um, in your slit. Yes. So
4: I was really kind of like you know this isn't the one I you know because usually when I was in love with somebody it was humiliating. Mm-hmm. So that's how you I was, knew. Yeah, it's like oh this is, <laughs> this is horrible. I this must be love. Yeah, and so I was like I don't feel humiliated. I don't feel crazy. I don't feel um, sick to my stomach. You what's, know, wrong yeah, what's wrong with him? Yeah, what's wrong with him? And then I felt that way for a really long time. And then 13 years later, we're still together. One of our first dates, Jamie and I uh, drove out to see his grandmother in Laguna. And um, we kind of like hardly spoke the whole day. And there was none of this need of like, oh, I have to keep this entertaining. Yes, I got to keep the conversation going. It was like we had already been together. And I was like, oh, this is this and is different right. and comfortable, and it wasn't forced. And after 13 years, we're both kind of equally horrible people. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I could kind of look at all of his horrible stuff and go, well, you know, yeah, I got horrible stuff too, right. and my horrible stuff matches yours. And I'm not expecting him to be a certain type of person. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My expectations on him aren't to be all these other things. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, we're not the same pr- people we were 13 years ago, but we've managed to change with each other. Okay. You know, and I think that doesn't always happen. Right, you begin to evolve together. Yeah. I, think that, I guess that makes sense. Also, I've noticed people in long-term relationships who aren't doing well are no longer having sex.
0: And we are talking about the secret to successful sex in relationships. Uh, Alec Mappa. What yeah. won't you do? What are your do's and don'ts? What's the list you gave Jamie on your first date where um, it's like, I'm never doing this?
4: Duty. I'm not doing duty, anything no, with duty. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where I draw the line. Mm-mm. And uh, Eric doesn't
0: even duty. He just don't even sits duty? Still, and it goes away. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. You haven't
4: sent out. Yeah. <laughs> I have a servant. A Guatemalan woman comes in twice a week and cleans everything out.
0: She just sort of runs yes, a hand over yes. his aura. Senor goes, Eric.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Muy sucia this week. <laughs>
5: <laughs> ah. oh lord <laughs> that's pretty much yeah, yeah that's, it's that's true much it's it. funny
4: because yeah. it's true that's, that's right um, I, you gotta like do it the, yeah, a long term the long term relationship thing nobody ever tells you in a long term relationship that you're gonna have sex with the same person over and over again
5: mm-hmm. nobody
4: tells you how to negotiate that because in but, a
1: lot of gay long term relationships they don't I, I'm they don't.
4: always just astonished by that
1: people like make a joke about, well we never have sex because we're married and I think why would you be married if you're never
4: having sex right why give up all of your privacy yeah. in order to not
1: have sex
4: and you know what you're not always going to feel like it and there are times where you know neither one of us feels like it or one of us feels like it and the other one doesn't and and the secret is do it anyway yes because <laughs> it's still sex
5: it's still, right. sex. It's it's still, still sex it's still free, and, it's free and you know it's still, it's still a still connection
4: that. it's still intimacy and i think that people lose each other yeah i think in a long-term relationship it's the complacency of everything, the, everything becomes mundane. Yeah. I mean, you could be dating the most dynamic person on earth, but it's still the same person over a, a long period of time. I'm going to
0: go really dark and Irish for a second because oh, that's where I usually hit go. Hit me
4: with your best shot. In the long Mulcahy. In the oh, long
0: term arc of your sex life in a relationship, uh-huh. you do begin to discover what initially attracted you to the person and yes. how strong it actually is. If yes. there's no personality attraction there, you cannot have sex with them in the long term. Right. I really believe that yeah. that's what's not there. Mm-hmm. If, if the if the slightest little sag diminishes your desire for your partner, <laughs> yeah. like why did you pick them? Did you only right. pick them because of their abs? Mm-hmm. I, you know, like. That's what I would venture a guess.
4: Well, you know what? It's kind of like those things. If if it is based, break out
1: that podium. <laughs> if it
4: is based purely on physical attraction, that's 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 a window that uh, that yeah, very it's limited close. amount of time to cash in on. Look, us. and you can if always just fucking
0: like dress up as the El Pollo Loco chicken or something to spice it Have up. Have you again. been There's
2: spying
4: costume. in our window? <laughs> <laughs> Have the feathers been flying?
0: But you know, I, I another friend of mine who actually passed away recently mm-hmm. said he had one successful relationship and it went on for several several years yes. and every day they had sex mm-hmm. and the one day they didn't that was when the relationship was over ah. they broke up about a few days
4: later oh well did they have a conversation Yeah, <laughs> because that's happened to me before I you had know, this booty call guy who was like really weird looking he looked like Ichabod Crane he was like what my friend Calpurnia would call a Vespa you know he's like really fun to ride but you don't want your, your friends to see you doing it oh. and um, that's pretty good <laughs> He was so weird looking, but he was really fun to have sex with. And uh, one time he wanted to start talking and having a conversation, and it just... Killed that it. was it. it That's over. Killed it. Time I, to go. I, I
0: will say um, that the best sex I've had in definitely. my life has not been with the best looking people. Mm-mm. That I find the best looking people are usually lazy in bed. They've never had to develop any skills or real <laughs> technique. Um, you know, Jackie
4: Monahan has this. It's joke, this rash generalization day
0: here
1: at
4: the dinner party <laughs> show. A comedian friend has this thing about. They say that really gorgeous people are really lazy in bed. And I thought, oh my god, I must be gorgeous. <laughs> 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 that's not true for me, though. Oh, no. You, you actually make an effort? <laughs> I do. I make
0: an effort. Right. I have a, I have a drawer full of things okay. that can spice things All right. up. All right. I have some costumes. Mr. Gray will see you now. <laughs> Mr. Gray will right. see you
4: now. Oh, <laughs> laughter helps in a long-term a relationship laughter. as well. So laughter. That carries a lot of currency. So, But what about
0: laughing during sex? Is that good, or does that kill um, boner?
4: Do you know what he's... Jamie's really actually great about, like, I'm losing it right now if that's not hot. Yeah. Like, he'll say stuff like that during during and after. But you know, it's you have <laughs> Could to have gone all you know, day what? and also <laughs> to be with somebody you feel safe enough to be authentic with, to say yeah, what you like and absolutely. what you don't like and and what you appreciate and I also find that we have a very kind of wide berth when it comes of what's re- what we will stay with each other for. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There there's there's not I'm not going to break up with Jamie if he sleeps with somebody else. Oh, okay. That's kind of like that's not a deal breaker to me. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not going to Get jealous if he finds somebody else interesting. I mean, it's kind of like there's a lot of room for us to be ourselves. I think in a lot of relationships, people are boxed in like veal. In terms of, don't look at him, don't think that, don't... And then what happens is you become a version of yourself instead of your authentic self, and that becomes suffocating.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? I, I think there's a lot there. I have a problem with jealousy. That's one yeah. of my big issues. Yeah, yeah. Particularly like if I happen, date somebody really? younger, yeah. which is something I've been a fan of over I the years. I older guys. <laughs> I did hear that for the first fucking time in Las Vegas earlier this year. Our mutual friend Lisa Chang was uh-huh. trying to set me up with a guy who was literally a jockey. He was literally a jockey who rode horses for a living. Did he stand in the palm and, of and your it, hand it, it when he said
4: that? It, he wouldn't get
0: in the palm of my hand. <laughs> that was the problem. Because when one of my friends pressed him to the wall, for the, and this was the first time I've ever heard this, he said to the friend, I'm just not into older guys. <laughs>
5: And I was like, I'm an older guy! <laughs>
4: I'm an older
1: guy! Which is the great democracy. The, yeah. And but
4: the, when you're with a younger guy,
0: mm-hmm. and you remember who you were when you were that guy's age, and you see him making goo-goo eyes, and you remember how faithful you were capable of being at that age. Well, cheer
1: up. You won't be able to remember for much
4: longer. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Dementia's going to set in at any moment.
0: <laughs> that, so the, the, the key is to date a younger guy and for me to get Alzheimer's. So it's a okay. good combo. And so I won't remember what I need to be jealous of.
1: To hear our complete interview with Alec Mappa on The Secret to Successful Relationships, download episode 101 from our show archive at thedinnerpartyshow.com or from iTunes.
0: Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And joining us tonight for our 1001 Dark Nights author spotlight is Elizabeth Naughton. Elizabeth, welcome to The Dinner Party Show.
6: Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. Uh,
0: So where are you calling us from this evening?
6: I am calling you from Oregon, outside of the capital of Salem.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So the name of your novella, which has been on sale for a while and is currently available for sale through dinnerpartyshow.com is Ravaged, and it's part of the Eternal Guardian series. So tell us a little bit about the series and where this novella fits in.
6: So Ravaged, uh, the Eternal Guardian series, is actually about the um, centered around the heroes from Greek mythology. It's set today, so it's not like a historical novel or anything. Interesting. Um, they are, um, basically, they're descendants of the heroes, so the descendants of Achilles and um, Odysseus, and they have been set up in their own, like, realm from by Zeus to um, protect, their, their job is basically to protect the human realm from threats of the underworld. So, like, um, Hades has these evil demons that he releases into the world, and their job is to help, help protect the human world. Okay, oh, an excellent. excellent
1: premise. I excellent. love this.
0: And I imagine that somewhere along the lines some of them fall in love?
6: Oh, of course they do. Yes. Course. <laughs> All right. <In> an
1: <laughs> unavoidable sort of way. Excellent. <laughs>
6: totally.
1: <Absolutely. laughs> excellent.
6: Well, the, um the very first novel marked um, in this series, was actually um, uh, the hero from that is the descendant of um, of Heracles or Hercules is what people know him by, and um, he falls in love with a human who is actually like a half breed. So she doesn't even know that she's like um, half. The special race and half-human. So that's kind of how the series started. So Ravaged fits into this series. It's actually like, um, I think it's seven and a half. So it's between novels seven and eight.
0: So if this is the first time people are hearing about A Thousand and One Dark Nights, basically this is a, a kind of a cross-marketing opportunity where writers like Elizabeth, who have pre-existing series... Um, do sort of side stories and novellas that kind of fit sideways into those series. And then we all promote each other. And on our release days, we all do social media and, and we all are in agreement, Elizabeth, that you look not unlike a Disney princess.
7: <laughs> oh,
6: thank you.
0: Wow. A whole new world. <laughs>
6: You don't want to hear me break out into
0: song. <laughs> <laughs> next time, next time for your next Dark Nights novella, we'll have
1: you sing. We'll a, do a big musical
0: number. We'll do yes. We'll bring absolutely. in the restless leg dancers. Uh, totally, we'll bring them back. They haven't been on the show in forever. All <laughs> right. Well, we're going to ask you our our sexy game show Dark Nights questions, and we're going to cue up our sexy Dark Nights game show music here well, at the dinner party. I don't know <laughs> how sexy the music <laughs> is, but it is game show related. And I never let Eric talk during these interviews, which is you know very rare here on the. Dinner Party Show. So he's going to ask you the first two questions. I'll ask you the second two and then we'll have a drawing from our hero bowl to find
1: out who you get to spend a night with. (laughs) Really? It's like a key party. (laughs) (laughs) The Dinner Party Show key party game show. Okay, Elizabeth, are you ready to roll? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. You are dangling from a clock face by your bare hands over a 30-story drop who do you most want to come to your rescue? A, a vampire, B, a shifter, or C, a Navy seal?
6: I'm gonna go with shifter because even though I'm not, they're not like usually my choice, in this case, if I'm dangling that high, I have a severe fear of heights. I want something that can swoop in quickly and get me.
0: Very logical. Very, very logical.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Very good choice
6: yeah, you don't want to be near me when there's when I'm up on heights. I was on the Eiffel Tower last year and I couldn't even go to the edge of it. I'm
0: right there with you sister. <laughs> I, I can't I can't. I can do heights from like inside a really
1: nice hotel room,
6: yes or a bar at the top of a high-rise, yes, but not not outside. Yes,
1: I've dragged Christopher all over Europe and presses against the wall on the opposite (laughs) side from the railing while I'm hanging over the side While you. Oh, look look at that. That lady has a red umbrella. We're on the tall old bell tower tour of Europe.
0: No, thank you. No, thank you. All right,
1: (laughs) next question. All right, question number two. The man you're in a relationship with has left dirty dishes in the sink for the third time this week. Who would you most like to make him jealous with? A, a billionaire CEO, B, a stud from a motorcycle gang, or C, Bigfoot?
6: (laughs) Oh, well I'm from the Pacific Northwest, so let's say Bigfoot. You're the first person to say
1: Bigfoot! (laughs) So it's a regional thing?
6: I think so, yeah.
1: Well, that would definitely give him pause. (laughs) You would definitely get a comment out of your man for that. Who is that? It's Bigfoot. <laughs> it's Bigfoot. Bigfoot I, like, honey.
6: I like a little hair on a man. Okay, excellent. excellent.
0: We want to congratulate Elizabeth Naughton on being the first Dark Knights author to say Bigfoot in response <laughs> to that question. All right, our last two questions. Number three. Finish this sentence with one word. Romance is blank. Oh, one word? That's
6: even harder than I thought. I, um, know. I was picking three words. I was going to say doing the laundry, but that's not going to work there. Yeah, and
1: Christopher disqualifies you. Yeah, but, but God knows I would definitely count that as a show of romance.
6: Um, how about romance is sexy?
0: Okay, excellent. I like that. Excellent. 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 Okay, and our last question on this quiz. It's not really a quiz, but we keep calling it that to give it stakes. True or false? In real life, there are no happy endings.
6: That's false. I think happy yeah. endings are what you make of them.
1: Thank you. That's what you always say, Eric right? You get to decide you what can, your happy ending is. You can say it's a happy ending if you want to say who's going to tell you otherwise.
0: Absolutely. This is a happy ending. Sometimes I kick that son of a bitch out is the happy ending.
1: Right. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: All right. We're going to reach now into our hero bowl where we have put the names of some of the classic romance heroes. All of whom are fictional. So, Elizabeth, if you are in a marriage or in a relationship, no one should get jealous over this right now. (laughs) Unless you want to
1: bring in Bigfoot, in which case, (laughs) that's your show.
0: And the winner, let's say the winner of a night with Elizabeth, a romantic evening,
1: is Jamie from Outlander. (laughs) Wow. I'm jealous. I
6: like that. That's a
1: good choice. Yes. Especially you as get as your the hair
6: guy guy
2: on the show. He's pretty
0: hot. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Pretty hot. You and Eric will fight over him. Elizabeth, thanks again for joining us. Um, we want to remind people that the novella is called Ravaged. It's part of the Eternal Guardian series. It's available exclusively. On Amazon for 90 days from the on sale date, and then it will become available from other retailers. But you can always find it on our website at thedinnerpartyshow.com. Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us today.
6: Thank you so much for having me. This is super fun. Good luck. Thank you. You too.
0: I'm Christopher
1: Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn.
0: The internet is full of people talking about stuff they hate. So on the DinnerPartyshow.com, we've decided to launch a new feature that's
1: all about stuff we love. That's right. It's called Christopher and Eric's Favorites. Each month, we'll recommend a variety of products we just can't live without so that you can enjoy them too.
0: You can visit Christopher and Eric's favorites at TheDinnerPartyShow.com, and that's where you can also sign up for our newsletter and be the first to know when new favorites are added to the site.
1: And remember, if you use any of the buy links on TheDinnerPartyShow.com, a percentage of your purchase will help support the operation of the show.
3: The Dinner Party Show, with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Good taste, gone bad. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric
1: Shaw Quinn. And welcome back to The Dinner Party Show's latest summer sampler, Not Safe for Work. Tonight, we are highlighting some of the show's best moments on the topics of love and relationships. And sex. Yeah, thanks to you. We've never had sex. Are you drunk? Are you trying to get me drunk so we'll have sex? No, what's wrong with you? Can't you talk about
0: anything tonight besides sex? Apparently not, and neither can our guests. And to prove it, here are some not-safe-for-work clips from my mother, <laughs> and <Anne> Rice, <laughs> along with actresses Ann Walker and Laura Bonanti, and comedian Jenny Johnson, radio host Tony Sweet, TV writer Chad Hodge, and novelist Jackie Collins.
1: Tell me you didn't make your mother go first. First up, my mother, Ah. Anne Rice.
0: John Matson would like to know, what was the best <laughs> practical joke I pulled on you over the years, and did you get revenge?
7: Well, Christopher, I, can I can't this. think of any practical oh, I can't, joke. I
0: got, no I got you on April Fool's so good oh, this year. What? Oh, what? Oh, are you, you going
4: to tell people what you, you did tell tell to people your mother? What I, did.
0: I, got, I got you okay, so good.
4: I, I will not say I a word. I sent
0: you a long email saying that I had been offered a contract by a company called men.com to do several scenes for them for $400,000. You know what
4: kind of a child and, would
0: you this? And what did you think? And I, did, and I I told you that This is a pornographic was a website. Porn website. Was
6: it ever. And I <laughs>
0: included a link to the yes. website in the email. Oh, you, you really. Say, <laughs> oh, you I didn't know you did that.
1: your us. mother yes. a link
8: to a porn site. Yes, I did. That's what you did? And, and your did. mother wrote
1: you a sensitive and well thought out response. Absolutely. She, trying to be supportive line. while getting you to consider because all what your I, options. Wait, what
0: I added to the email was that if we do this it will be under my real name because they want to Market the fact that I'm your son and it will be part of their publicity <laughs> for the scene. And she was still nice about it. And she did. She wrote the most sensitive response, and you said there was a time when porn was political, but it may today just be about genitalia. You may want to be really clear why you're doing this. And I couldn't believe I just thought LOL, you know, some yeah. like short email back. But uh yeah. I got you good. You have not gotten revenge yet, and no, I am I haven't dreading the moment. The day of
4: is coming. I'm thinking, I'm thinking it'll you're be planning. unexpected. Yeah, that's you're how revenge works. Work.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, you were really quite the stinker on April Fool's. This I week. got everyone good. He texted me at twelve oh one, so I didn't even have time to consider that, <laughs> that it, it was, was <laughs> that it was April Fool's Day. I was like half in the bag in my pajamas, yeah. and it was it was like the day after the show, right? And it was we like had just the done studio the studio last week. They just called, and the studio is flooding, and we have to go get the electronic equipment. And I was like dressed before he and called on no, the phone.
0: I, and I get the response back: like, "I'll meet you there." And I went, "Oh my god!" I, it was the same response. I can't believe I got him? I said a pipe exploded in the studio oh. above our the office above ours and we have to get over there and move everything out of the studio immediately. Yeah. And yeah. you know, the building managers called me and he said, I'll meet you there. And then I was like, Oh shit. I was dressed. And I called him and he was like, he answered on speakerphone, which meant he was in the middle of doing something like getting dressed. Yeah. And I <laughs> said, uh, April Fools! Ah!
1: <laughs> and then I killed him. Yeah. Yes. And then we hired an actor to come in and yes. impersonate him on the show yes. because oh, I like, killed him. Yes. I am a robot. To hear this complete interview with Anne Rice, download episode 22 from our show archive at TheDinnerPartyShow.com or from iTunes. And now, author Jackie Collins.
2: Today's show had two segments in a row about um, shades, and they said mommy porn. Now, to me, mommy porn sounds Totally disgusting. It is. It, yeah, I, I, have I don't a, like that. Um, you know,
0: I've, I've been working in romance, and I have a lot of colleagues who just hate the term because yeah, they it's say what, what I put term. into the book in terms of story and content is more than you're going to find in your average porn film or porn story. And yeah. I have nothing against porn. I consume a fair well, amount they, of porn. Do but you now, Christopher? It's, it's, you know, Confessions
2: I, of Christopher, I, we're I, getting. I like it. I tweet about that more, late at night while you're more. tweeting about the TV shows oh, I'll be I tweet about. following you on Twitter now. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm Jackie J. Collins on Twitter. You can follow me. (laughs) Or maybe come up with a secret Tumblr
0: name and then we can share pictures. But we also have a listener, Alan Fogg, on our Facebook page who said he never had to ask his parents uh, about the birds and the bees because he read your books.
2: I have had so many people say that to me. I've had so many people say to me, oh, you taught me everything I know about sex. Right. And I think my books were very um, sexual before women uh, were writing about sex at all. Right. I mean, they were writing about women going and having, you know, nervous breakdowns in maces and things like that. That's what I was sort of yeah. teasing. Maybe it's
1: a rediscovery, but, it, but I, yeah, no, I think you sort of my, reopened my women, that door, if Yeah, I, my if women will, have always
2: been sexy. And yeah. as for role-playing, in Hollywood divorces, there's a lot of role-playing. <laughs> right. Because yeah. I think that's really sexy. Yeah. I think role-playing is much more sexy <laughs> than being tied up and beaten with a leather Spatula, or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. What right, right. Yeah, but, absolutely. And, but there's yeah. something. That's the sexy yeah. thing.
1: A little game of like, we're going to be different characters
2: because it's, it's sort of like cheating on each other without cheating. Yeah, well, I have yes. these two gay friends, and we would go away for the weekend to Santa Barbara or something just to have a nice, you know, weekend away. Uh-huh. And I would say to them, we'd have dinner, and I would say to them, I'm going to give you your roles for tonight. Oh, <laughs> i say, odd. now you're going to be a postman and <laughs> you're going to be, oh. you know, the delivery guy. And this then they'd come down to breakfast the next morning very happy. Okay, I'm just going to
0: say, <laughs> you know how authors, are always asked to give away prizes for yes. various charities I think you should give away that you Absolutely. will come to your house we'll and decide who's going to be a, who's gonna who in play. the marriage that oh night oh my gosh Don't, no more naming characters in books for people Like that's, well, you know, uh, that's what I would bid on well, in an auction things have changed
2: sexually very much so with Grindr I mean for instance um, <laughs> yes uh, another friend of mine. We were in a restaurant one night, and we said, "Are you on Grinder?" This a uh, friend of mine from New York. A woman was in, and we said to him, "Are you on Grinder?" And uh-huh. he goes, "No, I'm not." So we grabbed his phone. We put him on Grinder, <laughs> right, much to his fury. <laughs> And up came this gorgeous black guy, fabulous-looking guy, uh-huh. right? So we said, oh, yeah, you've got a." And, and the guy said, I'm like 500 yards away. Uh-huh. So I hand the phone to show my friend from New York, and she looks at the picture, and she goes, holy shit, that's my chauffeur. <laughs> <laughs> he was her driver sitting outside the restaurant.
0: That's
9: fantastic.
2: That's brilliant. I love that, <laughs> love that. I mean, you can't make up stories like right. that because they're just so funny.
0: To hear this complete interview with Jackie Collins, download episode 103 from our show archive at thedinnerpartyshow.com or from iTunes. And now, actress Ann Walker and radio host Tony Sweet. Do we want to talk about what we were talking about during the break or is that not something we want to what talk about? Live ta- on what do we want to What were air? we
1: talking about that you're talking I, about? I think we were talking about, about women's boobs. Women's uh, boobs. boobs. Oh, well, we're yeah. all very shy, Christopher, we, and reserved Yeah, and sorry, I'm afraid we wouldn't be able to discuss women's boobs on the air. I I, I and well, you what would we be much too shy to talk about.
0: What we were discussing is that there <laughs> are two types of gay men, allegedly. There's the type of gay man who likes to play with a woman's boobs and then there's the other type that's like
2: <laughs> yeah. Swimming, yeah. Man. I think no. most though
8: I, and my, my friends on the internet can you know be witness to this and bear this out if they will but I think men gay men really enjoy just looking at the tops they want them pushed up. They don't want to see any more of it. They don't want to see any nips.
0: Cleavage? Do cleavage. they enjoy cleavage? Okay, that's, that's all they enjoy. That's what they enjoy, okay.
8: cleavage. And so I try to give them cleavage every chance I get. <laughs> okay, yeah,
0: so you keep them in the... Keep, yeah. So, so that, your radio shows are uh, videotaped. yes. So there's a camera just for your cleavage. Yes. I'm cleavage <laughs> cam. The cleavage in. cam.
7: The cleavage cam. I
1: need to it's get one of those in. little. Well, I think most gay men at the gym are actually trying to achieve cleavage. Yeah.
7: There's, there's so some, many. There's some there major. Some,
8: yeah. There's yeah. some yeah. major cleavage. Yeah. But so we have a term for
2: it.
0: What is it? Oh, man s- Separation. Oh. Oh. That's what the gym queens call it. I posted. I once had occasion to post a shirtless photo of myself online. It was like oh it was oh a Just one. Somebody said. Somebody said, "Nice separation." That was the comment. Oh my god. And the reason the separation is nice is because immediately before we took the photo I did 300 push-ups close grip on the floor of the photographer's studio crossed my arms over my chest and And stuck my fingers behind my biceps to make them pop out and I remember when my trainer uh, saw the photo the next day at the gym he, he described for me everything I had done because he saw oh, the photo yeah. and realized
1: Three, all the effects wait, wait, I had. Wait, 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 wait. Three hundred fifty. That's 50 pretty good. Fifty uh, did, you, did you uh, stop? Save
0: it for Da Vinci <laughs> Stevens, All right, don't fact-check my stories,
1: Quinn. <laughs> so we were talking about how Pamela Anderson bought me a lap dance at Scores in New York, and and was pointing out what a waste of time she thought that was, <laughs> but what a waste what did of you, good money. You do. What did well, you? Well, I didn't did know what them. exactly to do. It was, it, it, was, it was as I was telling people here that my first boob since breast so they were there and Pam had paid for them so I stuck my face in them and did a motorboat. You Which you're probably really?
0: probably not supposed to do and uh-huh. if his bearing hadn't screamed gay artist as it usually does they might have hauled him out of the club and That's thrown him into the middle Well of the I was artist. kind
1: of surrounded I wasn't yeah. just like you know we didn't just show up at a, at a, at a strip club That's it was true. kind of an you entourage. VIP <laughs> yes, people. We were. Cable. We were yeah. in the VIP room uh, for yeah that really straight. it was a very unusual yeah, it was an unusual you do experience it again, for me. Then. Well, I don't have any <laughs> I, objection to it. The thing Pam used to like would come up to me and you know rub them all over me and say anything, and I'd go, "Yeah, no, sorry, still not that." <laughs> you know, like I just they they I, I think they're an unusual sort of physical anomaly on women. It just I have no reaction well, what, to them. What? I like them. Yeah, do you
0: really. Yeah. Well, because Did, what, is
1: there a fast? Faci- I mean,
0: but you've actually slept with women. I've actually slept with women, and that oh, okay. they were sort of what uh, I had to work with in those days. <laughs> you know, I've never yeah.
1: I've never been in to women sexually at all mm-hmm. so there's I'm on that end of whatever Kenzie's scale is and I, I don't bear women any the ill singing, for it the singing dancing I, end right <laughs> the jazz hands segment yeah that's me I'm in that part so it's just never really crossed my mind yeah. well
8: it's okay because you you bring a whole lot more to the table than a a you know, some of, kind of affinity for a lady's boobs. Yes. Absolutely. So we're not worried.
1: Yeah, I have other skills. Yes, you oh. do. Many, okay,
0: many I'm going to turn this back into an interview. Oh, okay. Somebody besides me and my boob <laughs> experience. <laughs> sure, we'll talk about Eric's boobs That's later. That's good. <laughs> we'll do a special pre-record about Eric's boob interactions.
1: To hear our complete interview with Ann Walker and Tony Sweet, download episode 23 from our show archive at thedinnerpartyshow.com or from iTunes. And now, comedian jenny johnson
5: hi this message is for jenny johnson when she's on your show this is Lori, and she knows who i am i am her number one fan i love her and we want to know a lot of my friends who love her too we want to know about butt sex has she ever done it and how many times thanks
0: bye (laughs) So let me just set the visual. Lori and her friends sit around the house on who, Sundays going, I wonder how many times Jenny Johnson has had butt sex. Or has she? Or has she ever? Have I'm sorry, I just up? made it again. I didn't know
3: that that's what she said.
5: But I, it's funny that she said I'm one of her biggest fans. She knows who I am. <laughs> if she knew me well enough, she would know the answer to that. My thought Have would be... Have you had...
1: But she so. might have even have had butt sex with you if she I knew have you to. well baby This is yeah, a I trap. I say
5: like it's it's a tra- I never have, but mm-hmm. honestly, it's like it's because there's a vagina like right there. I yeah. know. Yeah, like why Other am options. I? Yeah, there's <laughs> one option that's that they serve two purposes. <laughs> like you know, no, I, I haven't because I have a perfectly good vagina. Yeah. Why would I? No. No, okay, I'll, I'll
0: do a follow up question. Have, have you ever been propositioned to have? Of course, up? of
5: course, yeah. Before I even walked in this door, there was a guy <laughs> that wanted to have he, butt Jack, with me. Jack is fired. Everyone does. <laughs> I mean, but I think it's a thing. It's for, the neighborhood. I don't know if it's a thing when guys do this because I do find that it's a fascination. Like you're seeing someone for a while, and then they bring it up. Right. And and I don't know if it's like I want to see how far I can get with you, mm-hmm. like okay, you've let me do this and we've done this now. You know, it's like,
1: what about that?
5: Yeah. I don't know if it's obviously if it's better or worse or what the feeling would be because I don't have, despite what people say, I don't have a dick.
0: Yeah. And you also don't have a prostate too, which is sort of one of the advantages of butt sex as I understand it. (laughs) Oh, is men. it like the sensation? Men, of like... Well, men have an organ there that's very sensitive and sure. so if you start to have sex with their butts, they feel it. Are you listening, Brandon? Are you getting all this? Because down your in the prostate's food?
5: like the size of a walnut unless right. you're one of the older gentlemen who yeah. it becomes enlarged.
0: Yeah, exactly. So We've which heard. is why older men like Rudy Giuliani are having so much sex in their butts because it's so you know, it feels so good. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that. Eric, would it. you like your show back? Jenny no, Johnson no, I'm really sort of. I, I think
1: this is. We're off on an interesting sort of tangent. Yeah, I was just thinking. I don't actually call it butt sex because there is no. We don't have the right the extra option. It's just there's fucking and there's sucking and if there's yeah. fucking, that's where it's happening. That's your, your so, vagina, right? It's sort of like yeah, the same. Yeah. Your man. But I don't. I don't know why a woman would do that either, since you have something that already does that. I think so, that sometimes I don't know how women's. But stuff works I, Don't anyway, you feel like so. it's
5: sometimes maybe a little bit of like porn?
1: Yes,
0: I do. I totally think porn is I think is that guys
5: get a, a little like mixed up and realize that they don't know that these girls are getting paid to yeah. have everything stuck in them. But maybe right. it's
1: great. I mean, I really, yeah. I have no information have to, to bring to say, about, I can only speak from obviously yeah. a different
5: perspective. And to but, be fair, I am totally fascinated by any and all porn. I think any kind of sex, like I, I do yeah. have like a... I'm intrigued right just all of it is intriguing but for me personally I think like I don't see the need for me to have anal sex like yeah because why?
0: Yeah, I, I that's I that was curiosity,
1: my too. but that's guess, the only reason I could really like, I'm like no. but you could like try that with like, you know, a hairbrush or something and see if like, oh yeah, that works for me or no, that's it's Just like oh, a conair
5: hairbrush a rolling brush. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: I would think the handle more than the brush.
5: You would think. You would think. Oh, I don't know. I don't know oh, what you're into, no. Jenny. I don't. Nope. You know, no, I just like the idea of one of those rolling brushes. She likes a brushes. stiff bristle. I just, you know, think of like one of those hair brushes that nobody's pulled the hair, you know, just one of those disgusting oh hair. Oh, my God. I'm thinking of like all the worst things. Oh, my her. God. Oh, I, mean, I still, love it. I, y'all invited me. Too. We have you know some
0: uh, fans Finder. on Facebook encouraging you to try anal if you haven't already. Amy Bellino says anal is not bad at all and there is pleasure in diversity.
5: Guess what, Amy? You're a whore. <laughs> 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 no, no, you're not. Fuck it. <laughs> Nailed it. Rate know. me another one, Chris.
0: <laughs> Greg Wilkie says he might have to turn off the show because he's getting too excited. I bet you are, you fucking pervert.
5: <laughs> Next. <laughs> Do another one.
0: William Matson says apparently you cannot use the hairbrush in the TDPS guest bathroom.
5: <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a registered sex offender. He should not they, know that. All, all of That's our, a lot of information. All of know. our
0: party people are registered sex offenders. Fantastic. To hear our complete interview with Jenny Johnson, one of Twitter's most famous comedians, download episode 91 from our show archive at thedinnerpartyshow.com or from iTunes. And now, here's actress Laura Benanti and TV writer Chad Hodge. You two are great friends. Uh Um, Did you meet on the Playboy
9: Club? Mm -hmm. We did.
0: Oh, cool.
7: Yeah, Yeah, we met
9: on the Playboy Club. We met uh, when I I saw her audition and then called her. And I thought she was pretty great and I called her to give her a few notes though mm-hmm. on you know self tanner I, oh, I, I think you need to put on some self tanner <laughs> oh. and take off that Merkin
0: <laughs> We
7: tell them about the Merkin did okay. you already tell
0: them? no 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 here's what okay. happened with the Merkins I didn't know what a Merkin was and I saw yeah. Chad's oh, post about God. it earlier yeah. today so I put on our Facebook page <gasps> Merkins Merkins Merkins, no, Merkins. Yeah, our Facebook page is a wash and people posting photographs of Merkins he left a picture of one real on Merkins. my chair for me when I got here like real Merkins it's and, our new game and I had to go in the other room and lie down
1: it's going to replace this monster
9: yeah. is our yeah. scary game so, yeah, so it started it started when um, I saw Laura's Audition tape, mm-hmm. and she, li- she she lived in New York. <laughs> that and- was
1: a pregnant boss. It's all yeah. Laura's watch. What? That's oh how she God. auditioned. You guys. What's he gonna guys. say? Yeah. Here, look at this. See, I might do I'm doing it. a pull Going my skirt over it. my head she's motion. Like, absolutely. Uh,
9: I saw Laura's audition tape for the Playboy Club for the role of Carolyn and mm-hmm. um, the Mother it was, Bunny. Was that the yes, name? yes? Mother Correct. Bunny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was so phenomenal. And um, this wasn't her fault, but because in, in the script I had written that uh, she's she was a blonde. You know, she had blonde hair. The character. So Laura, in her audition. Um, video Had a blonde wig on mm-hmm. And I'm like Good girl mm-hmm. I mean yes Of course She's yeah. so studious Reads the script Knows mm-hmm. exactly what to do Okay this is what they want I'm gonna Why? do this You know And um, And then But I was like Hmm I don't love that. And It doesn't look you really look good on you. You look like Miss
7: Piggy. You look
9: like a little like Miss Piggy. <laughs> and so when we were talking, I was like... That. That's, re- no, that's a good I, I first said that, meeting. but he oh, thought okay. that. Well, which was basically my only note, because when I saw the audition video, I was like, and she's going to get the part. I mean, amazing and perfect and everything I imagined when I wrote it, right? and, except for this blonde this wig, which I said, oh, okay. I said, take off that merkin. Take off
7: that merkin. I said, take off that merkin and redo the video.
9: And then immediately she exactly. laughed, and we were... Mm-hmm. Best friends. Because she knew what a
1: merkin
7: was, she knew too. what that Instantly was. Instantly obsessed with me. Yeah,
9: other. and so then when we were shooting the pilot, and she was in her trailer, and they were actually fitting. No, she actually did wear a merkin on the show because mm-hmm. big '60s hair, and it also takes a lot less time to 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 tease a merkin, yeah. a, a wig. It's, I mean, to, to do Wait, '60s so hair confused. is so because.
7: Teasing your own hair 60s style right. is so bad for it. And I have super, super curly, like Italian afro style hair. So that mm-hmm. means straightening it and then teasing it and then it'll just fall out and then it'll be terrible. Yeah. Right. So I always wear... American, like we, on we, camera to
9: clarify for Chris Rice and for the audience wigs, we're, talking right? we're talking about wigs we're talking about wigs
7: our no nickname one. for we're
1: wigs we're talking about actual guys okay, so no one's
7: was, even listening anymore so no. it's fine
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 nobody okay. knows what a Merkin is anyway no, right. did
7: apparently they all do because
0: they all posted photographs of them on Facebook so when yes. I opened it up the page to begin the show because that's how we communicate with everyone hi Buffy hi Samiko hi Regis hi Justin um, <laughs> they had all posted photographs of real Merkins oh, not no, the Chad Laura version no these are
9: just wigs but when yeah. she um, texted me from the trailer on the on the pilot like okay we're ready for you to come see my Merkin um, <laughs> That's so, so cute. that was you know anyway so then Merkin became a thing
7: but yeah. the bet for me the the story that solidified our friendship was when I actually the I think it was the night or the night after I actually got the part, Chad took me to this like really fancy <laughs> dinner and we didn't really know each other yet. I hadn't like fully shown him what a weirdo I was. I proceed to get like ha- hammered, hammered and then have the worst hiccups in the history of the world where I'm trying to like seem really studious and smart and
5: and, and
9: sexy like and the role. And sexy roll.
7: like the role. And I'm like, no, 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 tell me more like that bad. And it's like every fourth word where I'm like, I really believe that the role. to the point where people are turning around and like yeah. staring at us. It and was like Chad, the I Love
9: Lucy episode.
7: And here's the thing is now he would mercilessly mock me if yeah. that was happening. But at the time he was just pre- was like nodding. I completely pretended completely it wasn't. Pretended.
9: Happening. Yeah.
7: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, that's fantastic. fantastic. That's, that's, <laughs> that's really
1: fantastic. perfect for so this beautiful And then I you glamorous woman.
9: Yeah. And then I texted him. I was like, like apologizing I'm for so hiccuping. So...
7: Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Oh, it was so bad. I just want to thank you so much for <laughs> <Yeah>. making me <laughs> so terrible. Exactly. This is amazing. Like yeah. scene.
1: to hear our complete interview with Laura Benanti and Chad Hodge, download episode 14 from our show archive at the DinnerPartyshow.com or from iTunes.
3: The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Bringing you interviews with some of the hottest celebrities who made the mistake of taking Christopher and Eric's call.
1: I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And this Sunday, August 8th, The Dinner Party Show is all about the Dinner Party Show. It's the Dinner Party Show Show edition of our TDPS
0: Summer Sampler series featuring our look back at what it took to bring you three years and hundreds of hours of interviews, sketches, and total fuck-ups.
1: We called it the Dinner Party Show because we wanted each week to be like a great dinner party.
0: Now we're letting our dinner guests speak for us as they tell the story of the more than 120 dinner parties we've hosted
1: since we first went on the air. It's the Dinner Party Show show edition of our special TDPS CPS Summer Sampler Series this Sunday, August 9th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5
3: p.m. Pacific at TheDinnerPartyShow.com The Dinner Party Show, a new live cast begins airing every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific at TheDinnerPartyShow.com or through our free mobile app. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes where all of our shows are available for free anytime you want to listen. The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Everyone gets served. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric
1: Shaw Quinn. And you're listening to Not Safe for Work, a TDPS summer sampler featuring some of the show's best moments on the topics of dating and relationships. And that other thing that Christopher can't seem to stop talking about.
0: Sex! A few months back, Eric and I decided to challenge our party people to ask us anything on our party line (laughs) at 323-PEZ-TDPS. It was a challenge we came to regret, because as we soon learned, the only thing people wanted to ask us about was...
9: Sex! It's
0: Duncan
9: from Orange County, and Eric... Since you're such a fan of Amazon, what is the most X-rated item you have ever ordered and how much was it? Christopher, I'm counting on you to keep him honest. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.
1: Because I clear all of my X-rated purchases with Christopher.
0: Who buys X-rated stuff? Oh, never mind. Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's called A Thousand and One Nights. <laughs> no, it's not. The flame. Erotic
0: romance and X-rated are two different
1: things. They're... I bought a, um, a kit that you could make a chocolate version of your own penis. Um, it's called a Chocolate willy. I think.
0: That's so sweet. And
1: uh, I ordered that on Amazon. Like, I think you can make other versions, but this one you could make a chocolate version. You make a mold and then you fill it with chocolate and then you have a chocolate version of your own dick. I, I... that's the most I think. And then that's you the can most eat important. it, yeah. Which is kind of disturbing. Maybe somebody <laughs> or your else Or yeah. your
0: loved one, who has always <laughs> wanted to bite down because you were being a dick,
1: <laughs> oh, can finally exercise those demons, <laughs> right? I'm even uncomfortable eating bananas. Anyway, it seemed like a good idea at the time, and it was a big hit at the party. But I think that may be the most... Yeah, we all immediately made chocolate casts of our own dick at the party. Point, was, no, yeah. we laughed at the, whoever won the present, gave it away in a drawing. At I the guess party that is it. the
0: most X-rated thing. The thing I was oh. going to say was not X-rated. It was a personal grooming product that you ordered from Amazon that had a very specific name.
1: Oh, yeah, Bear Balls oh, or I whatever. I think it was just called Balls or something. I think something. it's called Balls or yeah. Bear Balls or whatever. Yeah, it's actually really great. It's like... <laughs> It's nair for that part of your body.
0: It's a kinder, gentler nair for That's your balls. That's right, that
1: you can actually use down there so you don't have to shave. It's very effective. And uh I recommend it highly. It comes That's with good. comes with ball balm.
0: I, this may be a little detour, and, and I'll ask the, our guys in the booth to weigh in on this too. Maybe after the show. I was like, why can't you just shave your balls? Like I have no problem just shaving my balls. Like well, with a why razor. Why would I
1: if I can just put on some cream and then I don't rinse it off? But
0: you're all about creams. Like you put on night cream That's and right. you refresh to it as night cream. That's right. Like I call your house
1: so how are you doing well? I'm just hearing my night cream. It's called night cream. <laughs> that's why I call it that. And I, I have face cream and I have hand cream. A cream
0: sounds like something your body should be giving off, not taking. Well, in.
1: there's that too, but that's a different process. Okay. Um yeah, now I, I it's uh, it's much easier and there's no stubble. Razor stubble and there's no cutting or any of that sort of thing. It's just yeah. Smooth as a baby's butt. If you're just joining the dinner party <laughs> show, we mine. are
0: talking once again about, about our balls, about Eric's butt and our our sort of collective balls, if you will, here on the dinner party show. I believe this is called Jumping the Shark or maybe Jumping the Balls. But,
5: Hi, guys. My question is two parts. First of all, what is your favorite sexual position? And also, what is your favorite sexual act? I'll be glad to tell you mine uh, if you'll tell us yours. And uh, this is
1: Sharon. You go, girl. You go, girl. That's been working for her since she was five years old. I'll tell
5: you mine if you tell me yours. I love it.
1: Go, Sharon. I
0: love it. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was not the thing to bring kids
1: on. No, that, was that was really creepy, Christopher.
0: <laughs> this is oh why God. I shouldn't have had anything to do with sound effects tonight. Um, you go first. I should go first. Yeah. Um, favorite position and favorite sex act?
1: Um. Honestly, that really depends on skill and person and circumstance and situation. Like number of people at once. I think probably like, yeah. right. Like yeah. all of those things would. Yeah. Like factor into like it. I think it really depends. Like there are certain basic things that always that work every time that You're are really overthinking to, the question. Right. Like, but like to pick one over the other. Like some people are better at some things than others. Like I used. There's this one guy best blowjobs. Ever and there was another guy who could eat butt like nobody's business and Mm -hmm. literally scream and there's you know like and then there's some people who really know what they're doing when they're up on top and just pounding away like but not all of them there was stop being an
0: equal opportunity slut Eric there was there was this 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 one
1: guy who fucked like he was parking a rental car I mean (laughs) you know what I mean and so like usually fun but not always fun if somebody isn't really good at what they're doing so I have to say it depends on the skill level of the participants you are at such a bottom. (laughs)
0: It's all about what they bring to the table. Oh, God, girl. Okay.
1: Okay, well, maybe so, but that's my answer, so uh, deal with it.
0: Uh, My answer
1: is shorter.
0: My favorite position (laughs) is missionary, and my favorite sex act can be found in Chapter 11 of The Flame, my erotic romance novella. So if you haven't read it and you want an answer to this question, go read it or buy it five times on Amazon um for 299
3: I think that you, have,
1: <laughs> you really thought that one through Christopher I sure
0: did it is a marketing I should have written a answer. book
1: about that in you, fact I have written books about that yeah, I and you could, could have, have done the same it. thing okay so you I'm just see, I'm the queer as point. folk books the pam books just answer yeah there's sex all over the place like and whatever to find out who asked the question we both refused to answer on air, download episode 90 from our show archive at TheDinnerPartyShow.com or from iTunes. And now, finally, best-selling novelist Heather Graham is here to talk about the real challenge of maintaining a long-term relationship. And that challenge is... Sex!
8: Oh, God
1: damn it. you and your husband been together? Oh, God. Um, I
8: was 15 and he was uh, 19. Wow. Wow. So you knew early on. You found the one. I found the one. I'm not always sure what to do with the one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess that
0: keeps it interesting. There you go. You know, I want to ask you about something you said earlier, because you said when you you met your husband, you thought, I I hope this is for life. And because we're talking about aging passionately, which is about sort of keeping the fire alive in all areas of our lives as we get older— Um, how much do you think you have to have that commitment initially to even have a chance at making it work for life? Like you have to go into it, believing that you're going to sort of stick to it no matter what?
8: Well, I honestly think that, you know, sometimes no matter what relationship you're in, you know, it is a commitment. And and like I was saying before, bad things happen, you know, but, and if you, you know, you've got to learn how to go through all the bad. Um, And if you can do that together, but I, a lot, I think more and more um, it's kind of like this isn't a good situation or we're having trouble here or whatever. And divorce is so easy now. Right. I don't, I don't think it was quite so easy before. Yeah. But I mean like why do it if you don't mean it, you don't need to these days, don't get married, you know, don't.
0: That's an excellent point. Yeah.
8: uh, And depending on on what your beliefs are too, um, you know, it's just so many uh, you know, uh, just can mean so many different things depending on, You. Um, I I happen to be uh, Catholic and it's just kind of like it's you kind of swear you're going to do it for life. And I don't mean that you should ever stick in something that's bad for life. But I, I again, it's just kind of like, why do it if you don't mean to? Uh, to make it last.
1: It does seem like the game, right? I think a lot of people have unrealistic expectations of what's going to happen, right? That it's going to make them happy, that it's not going to require them to work at being happy. Right.
8: Right. Yeah. No, I think there's just, there's going to be too many things where you do have to work at it. So
1: like I said, I think you just,
8: you just absolutely have to mean it. And then if you don't, you know, there's, there's just no reason to anymore. I mean, I I think Decades ago, maybe if you didn't get married, you were frowned on and and you were horrible. But now, you know, although I do know people who have lived together for years and years and years who are, you know, probably more committed than some people who, I mean, marriage is a contract.
1: Right. Uh,
8: It is a contract. uh, But, uh, you no, know, don't get into a contract if you don't want to, <laughs>
4: or if you don't. Well, I don't. Right. It. Has the
1: has the the romance, the the fantasy, the the writing, the has that had an impact on the nature of the relationship that you guys have? Has it broadened your, uh, horizon. pursuit, your, horizon. <laughs> Just, your horizons? Your horizons. let's your role play, if you will, or whatever. I'll,
8: I'll tell you my funniest moment is one time. I think the kids were still young. Um, you know, you're running around. Uh, The the biggest thing about having that many kids is you just really are a chauffeur sometimes, too. But we'd been running around. I was on deadline. All kinds of things were happening. And I was sitting at the typewriter. And, and you know, you can kind of feel when somebody's coming up and they're next to you and they're just staring at you. Uh I realized he's behind me, and I'm thinking, like, oh, my God, what now? And I stopped, and I turned around. And he just looked at me, and he said, you know you can't write on memory forever. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, we have to like try out some new fantasies. That's good for him. That's me. To hear our complete interview with novelist Heather Graham, download episode 104 from our show archive at thedinnerpartyshow.com. Or from iTunes.
0: Well, that does it for us here tonight. Join us Sunday, August 9th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific for an all-new TDPS summer sampler.
1: That's right, it's the Dinner Party Show Show. As TDPS nears its third birthday, let us give you a peek behind the curtain of the internet radio show where everyone gets served.
0: Until then, I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm
1: Eric Shaw Quinn. And
0: you've been listening to the Dinner Party
1: Show. Thanks.